0: Hey, that's that's not great. Let's be honest with ourselves. The Raptors, they kinda they got beaten up in this one. 112 to 90. They lose. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm, of course, Samson folk doing it with you. And it is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And shout out to Goldfinger Law where there's no fee unless you win. And you can contact them at 416-730-1777. And my goodness, that I was at the game. That bus ride home from Rexdale was pretty cold. I'm cozied up with a a hot chocolate and uh, and a blanket. And there's a lot of fun stuff from this game. As somebody who, for a long time, uh, Robel, uh, he was on this podcast a long time ago. Uh, He now works in the NBA. He's a scout. We talked about how interesting Tyrese Maxey was, and he said he wanted the Raptors to trade up for him. That looks really good. It's a good thing he's (laughs) scouting now. And I've been a fan ever since he put me on and watching Tyrese Maxey's game. He finishes with 44 and he was at 1.10 for 10. He finishes 15 for 20. Uh, Pascal in that same time was 7 for 8 from the field. Scotty was like 4 of 5. The Raptors were finding really efficient offense when the ball was in Pascal's hands. And there's a reason there's a huge discrepancy between his time on the floor and a guy like Gary Trent or Fred Van VanVleet. And the Raptors in this game, Uh, Went away from some things that have worked in the past, even so insofar as this season, they didn't do them in this game. Their defense struggled immensely. And that was largely because, you know, Tyrese Maxey is a great shooter. And truly, he is great. He was one of the only players in the NBA last year to shoot over 40 plus percent or over 40 percent on pull-ups and catch and shoot uh, from three. That's an insane number. He shot nine of 12 from downtown tonight. 15 and 20 overall, as I said, James Harden kind of kicked back. He only had 11 points, four rebounds, four assists. But this was a guy who, for the most part, was happy to draw a lot of attention, get those hockey assists, the Raptors playing, hedging at the the point of attack, these screening actions, not doing a good enough job of tagging below, coming late so that they get the catch. They spray out to the corner. Guys like the Anthony Melton hit threes, Tobias hits threes. I mean, Matisse Thybul even had two threes in this game. I didn't think Thybul's minutes were anything to write home about. I mean, actually, among all the 76ers players, he had the worst plus minus at plus one. And I think that was largely because the Raptors, Thybul, while a good defender, isn't nearly as affecting as negative uh, as he is negative on offense. And the Raptors actually went to something where it, they started playing whoever's guarding Thybul zone up in area. And I thought that was uh, interesting. Tybull, would he go two for four from three, I think? Yeah, two for five. But in that early part where they were zoning up off of him, he did go two for four. He hit two in a row. That's why Tybull, for anybody who's been wondering, like, hey, if you've looked, he's hardly played at all, if at all, for the 76ers. That's why a lot of teams have started doing this. So that's of note. But for the most part, this was the Raptors struggling to contain Um, Tyrese Maxey at the point of attack and I would say starting off the game way too overzealous on James Harden Joel Embiid was out for this one knee soreness talking to uh, Doc Rivers before the game Uh, he did not he was asked a couple times by a couple different people to elaborate he did not he was not interested in doing so he missed the game. The Raptors obviously that's a change in game plan. Nick Nurse was asked about it beforehand. Hey, you know if if Embiid's out, what changes? He's like, yeah, you know a lot. And the Raptors it, they did not play well in this one. Everything seemed late. They had some good stretches um, with some blitzing in the second half. I think that they had success with in the first quarter. It looked like they had kind of, which it seemed easier because Pascal was canning a three at the end, was hitting everything alongside Maxi despite a little less volume, but we we were looking at an offense that was keeping pace because Pascal played the full first quarter. And that was fine to see that was enjoyable. And it looked like, Hey, the Raptors have this under control. That was my thoughts because I thought that there would be the requisite amount of play pedigree of play. Let's say that comes once Pascal checks out that didn't come, uh, not to be too hard on Fred. Fred is fantastic. Uh, has been for a long time. This was one of the worst games I've seen him play uh, in all of my time watching. 0 for 11 from downtown, or sorry, 0 for 11 from the floor, 0 for 8 from downtown, a minus 19. I thought that his defense as a help guy was feckless, uh, just toothless, didn't provide much of anything helping, and at the point of attack, he got burned uh, repeatedly. He could not hang with Harden, he could not hang with, with Tyrese Maxey. One of, one of the worst games we've probably, we, the collective uh, fan base, analysts, everybody, you know, journalists, whatever, coaches, players. We haven't seen this from Fred. And the bad thing about this, right, is to get into how things were worse with Pascal off the floors. We started to see a bit of zone. And the Raptors, you need Pascal to kind of initiate if Fred is playing this poorly. And in fact, even when Fred is on, you still want Pascal initiating. And... The Raptors started even the last game against the 76ers and against the Heat as well. We saw cross screens in the zone. I did a video last year for Yahoo Sports where I broke down how the Raptors typically attack zone defenses. And a lot of the times they work from the corners with Gary or Fred and they run those guys off a lot of screens. They they disguise flare screens, all this kind of stuff. They they tried that again tonight. No cross screens, which they had success with with Pascal and OG Earlier this season, they went away from that. And for what reason, I have no clue. Uh, I would have liked to see it because, hey, this was a good OG game offensively. This was a good Pascal game just all together. Well, it's all together for OG as well. He's tremendous defensively. But we're looking at guys who weren't really involved in what the Raptors were trying to do against zone. They're more so just kind of like passing it around probing a little bit, but none of the set action stuff that typically features Gary Trent or Fred was repurposed to try and feature the guys who were on form in this game. That was tough to see. And especially if you're running these, you know, the (laughs) if you're going to run like disguised flares and make it so that, hey, Gary and Fred, these guys are, they're going to bust this zone. Gary can't go two for seven. Fred can't go for eight. You're just going to go through these incredibly bad um, shooting spells where nothing goes in and it's no surprise that Scotty shared the floor with them I thought Scotty was um, Scotty was fine tonight honestly there were some nice plays made but it's just when Scotty wasn't surrounded by shooting and Pascal a lot of Pascal's offense was beating his own guy getting to his own spot Scotty didn't get to make a lot of reads against or with advantage and uh, you know there was no payoff from the shooters in this one either so you know OG and Pascal definitely stand out from the starting lineup but jeez it was it was a tough game for the Raptors guards because they, they got bossed dude Tyrese Maxey he was incredible it's not just that he it's not just that he shot the ball well from 3 right like we saw Tyrese completely undo what the Raptors are trying to do defensively in the playoffs before that series, I made like a, Hey, this is what to watch for. And I, before the series, I said, I think that they should treat Maxi like the bigger matchup than Harden, because in a defense that rotates so much, you don't want guys like Maxi who make these like quick, rapid decisions to be attacking the second side, the weak side, whatever your defense is in motion they'll find the cracks. Maxi also happens to be an incredible athlete and a really good shooter. He's going to make decisions quickly. Recipe for disaster. We saw that again in this game. The Raptors overload on Harden. And instead of, like, why not let Harden get his own? And you can help later on. Wait, instead of being so overzealous at the point of attack. And, and you know, they, they started blitzing later on in the game. And at least that was a step in the other direction. It wasn't the status quo. I asked Nick Nurse after the game, you know, what seemed to be the problem with the blitzing? Was it the point of attack? Was it the rotations behind? And I think he he seemed to settle on. He thought the rotations behind it weren't crisp enough. Guys weren't getting to their spots fast enough, all that kind of stuff. And so the Raptors were just behind the eight ball. And, and as he said, when when the Raptors would get stops, string a few together, which they did, we saw on the other side of the floor, If Siakam wasn't there, the Raptors weren't generating offense. Truly, Uh, Chris Boucher I thought was awesome in this game. Precious played. He had a really tough time trying to implement himself uh, offensively. 0 for 6, 0 for 3 from downtown. He had a tough time of things. He ended with a minus 10. And I I don't think that's indicative of of his defense or anything like that. I was fine with Precious's defense. He he didn't have uh, a game... That could have helped change the Raptors' fortunes, which he's certainly capable of. But uh offensively against the zone, he didn't hit his threes. He's always had a little bit of a tougher time reading as an off ball guy what kind of space to fill, especially when it's you know, we saw last game I was raving about his his back cut, right? That that 45 cut he made and, and got to the front of the rim. That was awesome. This this is uh this is not the crux of his game though is being like a, a heady off-ball mover and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he had a tough time. Boucher is a heady off-ball mover, though. I thought Boucher was getting into a ton of cracks in the 76ers' defense as an off-ball guy, putting a little bit of pressure, defensively a lot of activity. After the game, Nurse had mentioned that he thought he was good. But, man, it was it was just a tough performance in this one. Uh, I'll focus a little bit more on, on Pascal and OG. OG, uh, I thought he was great really, really good. Uh, he finishes, what was it? Seven of 16 from the floor, two of seven from three and in nine rebounds, two turnovers, two assists. It's, it's nice to see him create. And I think there are four instances where he was able to create his own shot and make a bucket. And this isn't like somebody giving him you know a great advantage and he's just doing finishing stuff. This guy taking a possession from scratch, getting to his spot, getting to a dangerous spot on the floor, and making the possession work, getting points out of that. He was able to do that in this one. His defense, it obviously doesn't shine as bright when everything is in disarray like it was in this game. Uh, th- there was a gamble that I didn't like. Uh, he tried to pick Montrez Harrell in kind of a broken play where I think if Montrez Harrell, the shot clock is winding down and he gets the ball above the break, just you're probably going to have a zero on that possession. If if you're the 76ers, you're probably gonna have a zero on that possession. So I wouldn't gamble. I understand why he wants to. He wants to get out and run, help the Raptors get back into it. But yeah, I, just a really good game from OG and Pascal. You know, we we talked to Doc Rivers before the game, and he was talking about how hard it was to to make Pascal feel uncomfortable, and that. He was going around like kind of the cliche stuff like, hey, if you force the ball out of a star's hand, um, maybe they're going to try and force their offense later because they want their shots, that kind of stuff. And uh, Pascal, that doesn't really work with, though, because he just Pascal makes the right reads a lot of the time. I know in a game where he had five turnovers, a lot of these were in transition and kind of. messy basketball but it was a weird game as far as like how some of those turnovers cropped up On, on both sides of the floor too like the 76ers had some crazy turnovers in this one as well but Pascal just clinical getting to his spots making shots he was really really good and if the shooting had been better I imagine there's a couple compounding things right is that if Fred shoots the ball better maybe Gary and Fred OG whoever right maybe they shoot the ball better Pascal is a lot closer to 10 assists. If, uh, if the other guys are hitting shots, maybe there's less attention or less shading towards Pascal. Maybe he he gets up to like 30 points. It's the fact that they were struggling offensively and he had so much attention and he was still kind of working away, chiseling, getting to his spots and ends up with 26, 10 and six on a very efficient night. You know, and also just something to keep track of. Seven of nine from the free throw line. He, he's put up some 50 percent from the free throw line in a couple of these games. So uh, seven of nine is very encouraging, but yeah, 26, 10 and six, nothing to sneeze at. And defensively, yeah, you know, there there was talk obviously of, of Joel Embiid being lesser than defensively in game one of this little two game series. But it's, it's tough to gauge guys like that. When your point of attack defense breaks down so often, it's like, you know, so many rim runs or so many closeouts to the three point line, How do you contend with all this stuff and still contest everything in good faith? Sometimes you're going to throw in the towel a little bit. And especially if guys are coming right at the rim, which wasn't really the problem with the Raptors tonight. It was more so the three point line, right? There was a lot made by the 76ers. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's just tough if you're the backline defender to save games, especially if things are going poorly at the, at the point of attack, but um, yeah, the write-up for this game—you're probably listening to this in, in the morning since it's 30 when I'm recording this. But the write-up for this game, I'm going to be talking about Tyrese Maxey and Pascal Siakam. Go to RaptorsRepublic.com and subscribe so that you can read it. As you know, my my written work this year is paywalled. Um Please do go pay for it. I think it's well worth the money. But that's what my piece will be on. And uh, yeah, the Reggie Evans Award. I probably would have to give it to Chris Boucher tonight. That he was a hustler, man. He's a grinder all the time. He never stops, never quits. And uh, I, I think if guys played with the energy and the attention to detail that Chris Boucher has started to play with, or has been playing with for such a long time, man, they can. Guys will improve their game immeasurably if they follow his lead. He's he's just he's very impressive. The top quick reaction comment is from Spanish Superfly. Quote, I can take a loss to an opponent that plays better on any given night. What I can't stand is watching this team beat themselves by playing like a bunch of goofballs. So many unnecessary and careless turnovers. It drives me nuts. Also, what a stinker of a game by Fred. I hope they all have a heck of a bounce back game next time because this one left a bad taste for sure. End quote. You're darn right, Spanish Superfly. It's uh. (laughs) It's tough. They they gave up so much in transition that should have been points for them. Where it's just funky, goofy decision making, as you said, playing like a, a bunch of goofballs. And yeah, Fred, uh, a stinker for sure. One of his worst. Uh, that seems to be consensus. People are like, "Hey, wow, <laughs> Fred played really bad," but always you know, couched into saying how much they appreciate Fred. So that's nice. Uh, thanks for thanks for keeping it that way because, Fred, you know, NBA athletes, athletes of any kind, you want them to play their best. This is an entertainment, and you want them to play best, and you want your team to win, all that kind of stuff. But they, I'm glad there's some grace and some patience to say, hey, Fred's pretty great. Maybe this is just a one-off. And for anybody worrying about his health or anything, Nick Nurse said he asked him during the game, like, hey, you feeling good? feeling bad and you know fred said he was feeling good so something to keep an eye on uh no practice tomorrow or today where you're listening so uh the next news you'll get on all the ongoings auto porter jr's personal leave uh fred how he's feeling um kind of bouncing back with a fresh mind uh that will be informed upon on sunday uh you can get practice updates from me at S-A-M-F-O-L-K-K, so Sam Folk on Twitter, if you're into that sort of thing. And thanks for tuning in. Uh, I do not have to do the preempt of in the morning or at night, because this one's in the morning. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for tuning in with me. Have a blessed day, and goodbye.